business leaders. Listen up. It's time to eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on your business teams. It's time to change the culture of your team. That means you as the leader must change. It's time for you to have impact. Learn how from corporate consultant Dave Anderson on Impact Talk Radio. It's a learning hour of no fluff, straight talk with solutions designed to impact high-impact leaders who want to lead high-impact teams. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio. Question. Are sheep without a shepherd still sheep? Well, the answer to that question is yes. But let's think about this question. Is a shepherd without sheep still a shepherd? And I'm here to tell you that they aren't. A sheep without a, she- a shepherd without sheep is not a shepherd. It's just, he's just some hygienically challenged man walking the countryside with a stick in his hands. My point is, leaders, it's the people that make you the leader, not the title. I'm Dave Anderson, and you're listening to Empire Talk Radio. On this show and every show, we talk about leadership. It doesn't matter if you're a small business owner or a middle manager. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or a corporate CEO. Impact Talk Radio is designed for you. I bring on leadership gurus onto this show, and I'm, and I'm talking about people who are authors, speakers, consultants, people who have led and are leading. They've been there and done that. And we don't just talk about leadership theory. We get down to brass tacks here. How do I lead in the midst of the craziness? How do I get from reacting to actually leading? Today, we're going to be talking with Steve Wiley from the Lincoln Leadership Institute in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And we're going to talk about the difference between transactional leader and a transformational leader. But which one do you want to be? Here's a hint for you. The first creates compliant employees. In other words, transactional leaders create compliant employees. And transformational leaders, they create committed followers. See, early in my career, I was struggling as a young sales leader, and I was looking for answers. My team liked me, and I liked my team, but I got to tell you, our results were bad. I mean bad. We were last in the country in a a sales-oriented organization. And I was a leader with just a title. I had very few people following me. And I was just like that guy in the hills, except for I got an almost OCD-like need to shower, to be honest with you. But here's my point. There's a difference between leadership and management. And that's when we, when we talk about transactional leader and transformational leader, you're going to see the link there. See, leaders lead people and managers manage resources. It's about the people, everybody. The people make things happen. The people are going to have a larger impact on your bottom line, my bottom line, than more money in, in my expense reports, expense accounts, better equipment or shorter production cycles. Another thing about leaders and managers, leaders lead change and managers manage the status quo. And I think you'll you'll all agree agree with me that there's change happening everywhere and it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. Leaders have to lead through that change and inspire others to, to give up the status quo. The status quo will destroy any team over a period of time. And my, and you know, you might need to be good at managing the status quo for a set period of time, but if, you, if that's all you do, you're setting your team up for failure in the long run. Here's another difference. Leaders grow leaders and managers manage processes. Leaders grow leaders and managers manage processes. Now, 
It's again about the people. If I'm not developing people, I'm not leading. We need to be developing our people. The growth of the individuals on my team is going to ensure the long-term success of my team more than any well-managed process. And leaders, you know, they can they need to manage well, and they often do. But you know what? People who are just managers, they rarely lead well. Most leadership positions require management skills, and management skills are important for a leader to possess and exercise. But management skills alone in a vacuum, you know what? That's manipulation, not leadership. If you're not focused on your people, management skills are just manipulation. Anytime I lost focus on my people, I slid into management. That's been my experience. And today we're going to talk about transformational leadership. But if you want to listen to more podcasts from Impact Talk Radio, you can go to iTunes or you can go to AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. That's my mothership website here. And you can, you can click on the Impact Talk Radio logo there to find all the previous uh, podcasts uh, listed there. Also, at Anderson Leadership Solutions, you can find the Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture, which is a step-by-step course that's going to walk you through the, what being a transformational leader, leader means to a team. How do you develop a culture that everyone wants to work for and everybody, every company wants to work with? When you watch the video introduction, you're going to see how the Overwhelmed Manager's Guide to a Winning Culture ties right into what we're talking about today. Steve Wiley's coming on after this commercial, and we're going to talk about how transactional leadership relegates leadership to just a management task, and transformational leadership can change the direction of an entire company, a mid-level team, or even a family. And if you want to get more information from me, you can check out Dave Anderson 88 at uh, on Twitter, or you can or you can find or you can email me at Dave at AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com, ALSLead.com. We'll be right back. A dose of impact solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Join the Executive Business Seminar with author and trainer, Dr. Risa Wolf, Ph.D. Are you looking for practical business tips and techniques for dealing with difficult situations or lowering speaking anxiety? Then this show is where you need to be if you are a business owner, corporate executive, or anyone ambitious about their career growth. Dr. Risa Wolf draws from her extensive mentoring background for business leaders and executives and interviews leaders who have practical solutions. Join Dr. Risa Wolf every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your edition of the Executive Business Seminar right here on ABRN, the All Business Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. 
Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am to have Stephen Wiley on, on their show today. He's the founder and president of the Lincoln Leadership Institute at Gettysburg. And let me just say a personal testimony right here. I spent time in my corporate life convincing people in my organization, my Fortune 100 company, to send more and more people to the Lincoln Leadership Institute. I went there. I believe in what he does there. And Stephen is one of the le- leading, uh, most sought-after performance coaches in the country. As a matter of fact, ABC News calls him the best speaker you've never heard of. And USA Today, Gannett News, they say he provides the most powerful performance training available. He's a proven entrepreneur, an author, a highly acclaimed speaker who's trained and entertained hundreds and thousands of top executives around the world. And some of his clients include Fortune 100 companies like Apple, Pfizer, Black & Decker, Xerox, and over 80 federal agents, agencies such as the Homeland, Homeland Security, Departments of Defense, Interior, and Justice. And I'm just, as you might tell from my voice, I'm excited to have Steve here. Steve, thanks for being here and joining, joining us today. Dave, it's my privilege. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you know, you're the founder and president of the Lincoln Leadership Institute. Why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about what you do there? Okay, sure, sure. We are a, a leadership development experience, Dave, as you know, with your teams that you've brought through. Uh, we talk about uh, leadership and teams of people, whether they're small or large, uh, from Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies, uh, entrepreneurial businesses, come to Gettysburg for three days and learn about leadership. Um, now, we talk about learning about leadership, but learning about leadership in a rapidly changing, stressful environment, such as a lot of us are experiencing today. And we do so by using the three-day Battle of Gettysburg as a metaphor. The Battle of Gettysburg during the Civil War, we use as a metaphor to help people think about performing in a rapidly changing, stressful, sometimes even frightening environment. Well, why, why do you focus on leadership, the leadership component of what happened there? Well, leadership, Dave, and I know you believe this and live this, leadership is so very important. Uh, um, we all know it's important, but we want to realize it's not only important at, at work in our corporations, but in our families, our places of worship, our communities, etc. And what I usually do to try to get people's attention is, is cite a couple very, very valid studies um, one of uh, they took ten thousand sophisticated decision makers and they asked them, uh, "What is it you buy when you buy?" And they said, "Well, we buy three things: we buy the company or organization, Apple, Black and Decker, Pfizer. We buy the the product or service, uh, a computer, a, uh, a power drill, a pharmaceutical, and we buy the person we happen to be dealing with in that organization, a sales rep, a phone clerk, the CEO, or custodian." We buy three things when we buy. We buy an organization, we buy a product or service, and we buy the person. And when they asked these uh, 10,000 people in this study, which of those influences your decision the most, 86% said it's the person. Do you have hmm. to have a good company or business or family? Sure. Do you have to have a good, good product? That's great. But 86% of the people who say, Okay, I'll follow your suggestion. Okay, I'll follow your advice. Okay, I'll follow your request. We're going to do so because of the relationship you bothered to cultivate with them. And we slapped one quick study on the back of that 
They took 6,000 people and they asked them, why do you stop buying from a certain organization? Why do you, do you decide to stop remaining loyal? Two-thirds of the respondents said it had nothing to do with money. Two-thirds of the respondents said it had nothing to do with the quality. They said what it had to do was if they break down in communication with that person. So it gives me goosebumps, Dave, and I know it does you. As we go through this life and these careers, 86% of the people who extend us to consideration, we're going to need to be successful. We're going to do so because of the relationship we bothered to cultivate with them. Two-thirds of the people who say, you know, I'm not going to do it. As you said, I'll be compliant because I have to, but I'm not going to be committed. You're not going to have my mm. heart are going to do so because of a breakdown. So people buy from people, people follow people, people take bullets from people, people fall in love with people. It's a people business, and we think the leadership component, as you think, is the most important. Well, you know, you mentioned taking bullets for people, but, you know, why the Civil War? Obviously, people were taking bullets there, obviously, but how does that equate to what people are seeing in business? I get so excited, Dave. You know, when the Civil War broke out in this country, nothing like that had ever happened before. It was overwhelming. It was it was the tsunami of its time. It was the Katrina of the day. It washed over this country, and nobody, nobody was prepared for the overwhelming challenge it would present. And when we fight, we tried to find a leader. This is back in 1863. When we, when Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis said, "Find me a leader." to lead this group of 100,000 people. Dave, no one had it on their resume. No resumes hanging out there. Well, I led uh, 40,000 people. Maybe I'm up to apply for this job. No one had the experience or the expertise. It had never happened before. And that mm-hmm. vacancy was across all disciplines. I mean, we had doctors that could help 40, 50, 50, maybe 100 people in a day because of a fire or a flood. 10,000 casualties in one day? What are you smoking? That's science fiction. That could never happen. <laughs> How about the logistics of, of, of assigning a workload to 100,000 people? How about feeding them? How about transporting them? No one was ready. No one was prepared. No one had any experience. And so what had to happen, which is so exciting for us in 2015, is that ordinary people like Dave and Chuck and Mary and Sam, ordinary people had to Step up and take action in this rapidly changing, never happened before, overwhelmingly uh, stressful environment. They had to step up and take action. And what we get and what our clients get in, in 2015 are these amazing examples of leadership, these pure plays in leadership without the political baggage of 2015. No one's wasting their time saying, I wouldn't vote for the bomb, I love the woman. It's just look at that display of leadership in a rapidly changing, stressful environment. So that's why we think the Civil War, as the Alamo, uh, Pearl Harbor, Normandy, are amazing backdrops to, to not lecture people, but to have them experience. We, we don't think we can teach leadership. We don't even think it can be taught. But we do think it can be learned. And believe it or not, we don't learn from our experiences and other people's experiences. We learn from reflecting upon those experiences and reflecting upon our own experiences. So the the three-day time in Gettysburg, you're able to get off the treadmill of corporate America or your community and uh, just reflect on it. So that's a pretty long answer to the Civil War. 
<laughs> but Gettysburg. I mean, there's exam- There's so many examples of leadership there. I mean, you chose Gettysburg, I'm sure, because you got leadership on both sides. Of the, both sides, whether you're south or north, there's leadership going. There's leadership failures and successes going on there, and there's probably transactional and transformational leadership. Why don't we jump into that when you talk about Gettysburg? Sure. Let me spend just a couple of seconds on, on Gettysburg. You know. Um, in 1863, uh, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, there were 51,000 casualties in this three-day battle. 51,000 casualties and over five to 10,000 dead horses in three days. Got to say it one more time. 51,000 casualties and five to 10,000 dead horses in three days. It was a scene of horror and desolation, which humanity in all its centuries of existence, Dave, had seldom seen. It was it was the greatest amount of human suffering this country has ever witnessed. And you know the the, the amazing thing is uh, the night before. Come back with me if you would, Dave, just for another second and another time. Come back with me in your mind to the evening before this horrific battle. And and what was just so unbelievable. Let's pretend like we can do what they did, as you know, in Desert Storm. Uh, we're going to embed the media into the into the, the war. I, I remember coming home. Uh, uh, you were out there fighting and, and, and doing your part. I would come home from work in America here and turn on the TV and see what happened in a war today mm-hmm. in the comfort of my living room. Uh, let's pretend like we could do that for that three-day battle. Let's put a panel of experts together. The night before the Battle of Gettysburg, and let's ask these people, just pretend like we can ask these these experts What's going on down there? And if we ask them that question, Dave, this is what they would say. We look down and we see these two massive organizations coming toward each other. The Army of the Potomac, the Army of Northern Virginia, the North, the South, the Union, the Confederates. These two massive organizations are creeping toward each other. And we look down and it blows our mind. The bigger, stronger, higher tech, better trained, better equipped, better resource, better in every way, organization is losing. Not just a battle or two. I mean, it comes to Gettysburg 0-8-1, and on its way to the trash bin of history. The smaller, not as, le- not as well uh, equipped, not as well resourced, not as well trained, not as, not as uh, high-tech organization is kicking their butt. They come to Gettysburg 8 Oh, in one, and on the way to a national championship. And in this three-day battle, as we all know, that leadership edge shifted. Overperformance on one and underperformance on the other. And like a pair of scissors, it changed the world we live in today. So you're so right. It doesn't matter. Nothing about politics, right, wrong, north, south. It's just that we see this shift. And the shift was because... The leaders during this three-day battle were able to engage those around them, just just as you said in the beginning of the show, by combining their management skills and their transactional skills with transformational skills and having the people in their lives and under their command not only be compliant but be committed, and it made a difference. Well, we got about three minutes left here with you, Steve. I want to make sure that we uh, talk a little bit more about the differences between transactional and transformational leadership here. In a nutshell, when people walk away from Gettysburg, how do they see the difference? 
Uh, you did a great job in the intro to this show about management and, 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 and leadership, transactional and transformational could substitute for those words. And uh, transactional leaders, they use their authority. I'm the boss. You're not. Get it done. And mm-hmm. uh, if you do uh, the transactional, the things that we do are are, are, are organizing and co- coordinating and um, uh, controlling. Those are the kinds of things you, we have to do or we don't have an organization. And if you right. do those things well, you, you're going to get good results. But if you're in a rapidly changing, stressful environment, you don't need good results. You need great results. So you've got to combine transactional leadership, I use my authority, with transformational leadership, I use my personality. And transformational leadership is when you co-create the future. It's visioning. And transformational leadership is when you, when you also are communicating effectively. It's when you're a role model, all the, the human side, the people side. And uh, if we don't think it's important, uh, in, in 2015, as well as it was important in that battle, I want you to think of one thing, and you know this, Dave, uh, 70% of U.S. employees, 70% of U.S. employees say they're disengaged. Half of them say they're actively disengaged at work. Disengaged. Disengaged. Yeah. No one can win any battle, any war, any corporate takeover with disengaged employees. 70%. It's tragic. And that's why I'm so proud of what you do on the air and what you're doing with your, your company and your organization. 70%, half of them say, I'm actively disengaged. And the number one reason for, for that study in corporate America and the study in, oh my goodness, the study with our federal government, Dave, there's some agencies that are up to 91% disengaged. Mm. It's, it's, it's horrific. And the number one reason for everyone, both studies, the quality of my leadership, the SOB I work for, I'm not valued. They don't care about me. They don't recognize me. So if you continue your life just being a transactional manager, as you described, you know, you depends on how well you do it, you're going to get some good results. But if you need people to commit their heart and their mind, we've got to also do some transformational things like co-creating the future with them. You know, if you've got a disengaged employee, how about calling that disengaged employee and saying, Hey, Charlie, how about you and I co-create the agenda for next month's meeting? How about you and I co-create the advertising for the openings in the office? All of a sudden, Charlie goes from this disengaged employee who thinks they're not valued to an employee that says, they care what I think. And the only way we can do that, Dave, is through transformational behavior combined with transactional behavior. We can't throw transactional behavior out the window. You won't have a foundation. But if we don't right. combine it with transformational, we're going to get the commitment. We're going to get the compliance, but not the commitments. And that's what we want. We want committed We want committed followers, not just the people who are compliant walking around behind us. Because sooner or later, we're going to end up like that shepherd in the hills with no sheep. I mean, they, they're going to only comply. That's a short-term solution, just just pushing compliance, especially this day and age. Uh, and it didn't work back in the Civil War, even though some people believe that military leadership is just transactional. It's not. You need to have both sides of the story, both trans, transformational and transactional, in order to uh, in order to 
have a winning side. And that's, that's truly what, what turned the tide at Gettysburg. And you've taught me that through the years of listening to you speak. And, you know, Steve, in a, I want to make sure we have an opportunity here to make sure people know how to get in contact with you. And uh, I know your, your website is gettysburgleadership.com where they can go find out more about the, your, the experience that they're going to have at Gettysburg with the Lincoln Leadership Institute. How else can they contact you? What's an email or a phone number that they can call? Anytime they can, they can email Steve at gettysburgleadership.com. Or give me a call on my direct line, which is 717-891-9002. Dave, what a privilege it's been to thank you very much. Absolutely. And, folks, he means that, too. I have his cell phone, and he answers the phone when I call, and I truly appreciate that. We're about ready to go to break, and when we come back, I'm just going to close up with a few quick words, and uh, we'll go to commercial right now. Thank you very much. This is Impact Talk Radio. Learn more on Dave Anderson's blog at andersonleadershipsolutions.com. Stay with us. Back after these. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn Lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginhead.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. No fluff, just straight talk with impact solutions for high-impact leaders. Here's Dave Anderson. 
Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. I call it Impact Talk Radio because I truly believe if I'm not having impact on others, why did God put me on this earth? I'm not fulfilling my purpose here on this earth unless I'm having impact on you. And look, I'm hoping Steve Wiley had impact on you like he's had impact on me through the years. And you know, I want to make sure you all know Steve's going to be back for another show in the future where we're going to talk about a component of transformational leadership, which is courageous communication. But one component that he he touched on uh, earlier that I want to expand on a little bit before we go is what I call the most powerful leadership tool ever. My life, how I live my life is the most powerful tool I have as a leader. No tool has more influence than the quality of the life a leader lives. See, I may be able to use pep talks or uh, you know to motivate action in the beginning, or I may be able to coerce some action from for over a period of time and push people along and prod them along. But you know what? The carrot and the stick methods of leadership, they're both short-term solutions. You know, they're like band-aids that, you know, and they don't succeed in inspiring followers over the long term. But our lives, how we live our life, how we inspire people is what they see from us. And I want to take a second here and focus on just five quick truths about a, a leader's life that make a difference in the people that they lead. The first truth, my private life impacts my ability to lead. The idea that my private life is separate and has no impact on my moral authority to lead, you know, it's really foolish on our part. If I claim to be one person as a leader at work, but I am someone else in private, my inconsistent life is going to damage my ability to lead in the long run. It's true. Don't try to buck it. It's true. It happens. Number two, the second thing about uh, truth about a leader's life, words may inspire followers, but actions convince them. Hear me again. Words may inspire followers, but actions convince them. Over time, nobody's going to care what I say if my actions aren't in alignment with my words. I mean, let's be honest. I'm going to lose my team, my spouse, my children if they hear me claim a value is important, but I act in opposition to that claim. Number three, the third thing about a leader's life, how I am is who I am. My character, my character is the sum total of my habits. You've heard on a previous show when I talked to General Jim Anderson. Yes, that's my father. We talked about character and how habits form our character. Our good habits and the bad habits form who we are. How I am is who I am. How I act on a habitual basis is truly who I am as a person. And it doesn't matter who I think I am or who I claim to be. My habitual actions truly paint who I am, and that's why people are going to follow me. Number four, leaders who, leaders who go first, they have followers. Leaders lead from the front. They set the example, and they're willing to do what they expect. They're willing to do what they expect others to do. To expect my team, my spouse, or my children to do something that they've never seen me do is only going to result in me being just like that guy up in the hill walking with a, walking around with a stick in the hand. No followers, no sheep. And finally, five. Humility inspires trust, and arrogance creates doubt. The ability to say I'm wrong or I don't know or please forgive me creates trust. Everyone knows I'm fallible. And because we're all fallible, if I act like I don't make mistakes, everyone's people aren't going to trust me. They're going to have their doubts. You know, people are disillusioned when they see their leaders' lives are inconsistent with what they claim to be important. Our leaders in Washington, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what party you you like, but our leaders in Washington are great examples of uninspiring leaders. 
We hear great words, but we see little action that's worth emulating. What people see me do, how they see me live, will inspire them to follow me or create apathy towards me, one or the other. What they see me do is going to inspire them or create apathy in them. My life says more about me as a leader than any management tool or fad I'm going to be able to implement. That's why Steve spends so much time talking about the great leaders of the past and transformational leadership. That's why I started Anderson Leadership Solutions. That's why I go out and speak. That's why I do training. That's why I do consulting. That's why I am passionate about this idea of leadership because I truly believe leadership is the answer to what's ailing our homes, our businesses, and our country. I hope you'll come back to Impact Talk Radio and listen to us, uh, listen to Steve when he comes back. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at dave at com. If you're looking for somebody to come speak, somebody to come train, somebody to come consult, I'm here to help you with those things. Find me on Twitter at DaveAnderson88 and go to my mothership website, AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com. Next time with Steve, we'll be back with Courageous Communications. Looking forward to having you come back and listen some more. I hope you've enjoyed this show, and I hope you walk away with something that had impact that's going to help you stop reacting and start leading.